Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Ephesians 6 Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace be to the brothers and sisters, and love with faith from God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love.
Like an American football team embracing the process that leads to excellence, Paul has spent this letter advocating for the excellence of the imitation of God. We can become a productive party of God's presence. We can be a grace-made gathering of his gladness. We just need to embrace the process of lifting our eyes to him, taking the knee in prayer and adopting rhythms of grace. The overcomplication of the spiritual life, the cluttering of our calling, is something that baffles me. There are a few niggles and nuances along the way, but the thrust of the process is clear and clean. See how astonishingly great God is, asking to change us, and then repeatedly do the things that help that occur. Then you will be strong in the Lord. Having laid out the process with inspiration and urging, only now does Paul bring in that talk of match day. A day of opposition and evil will come, and when it comes, just trust the process. To stand is the defining verb of our battle. Standing doesn't mean being passive. Standing means trusting the process. Standing means to lean back with confidence on the grace that has already worked in you. Standing means to trust that the measure of God is already in your midst. Pretty much all of the armour metaphors used referred to this one simple truth. God is astonishingly great, he has helped us, and he's with us right now. That is the truth around your waist. That is the righteousness on your chest. That is the gospel on your feet and the salvation on your head. In kids' church, we used to make the kids act out all these things like they're separate pieces, each of which could fall off. But they're really one The simple freeing truth that our God is a great coach. Our God has trained us well enough to cope with this foe. Our God has put all the components we need in us and we just need to trust the process. And so that brings us back to prayer. Prayer is the mighty act of advance in the faith. We pray for the saints to trust their God and to do as they should. Prayer really makes that more likely. And so I finished this book once again wanting to pray some more. I want to pray more for my church and more for my friends, for prayer is the process by which God's fullness flows into his church. Prayer is the force that unlocks God's glory that God himself has already died for us to receive. Here's a question for reflection. What has struck you most about Paul's immense vision for the church? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.